This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report coming up here momentarily, so make sure and stay tuned. We'll ask him his thoughts on what's going on with the Jazz as well as uh, what's going on around the rest of the NBA. How's it going over there? Going fine. You had the whole break to eat. Why do you have to throw something in that uh, in that pie hole of yours right when we're coming back from break? I'm ready to go. What were you doing for the rest of the break? Eating. The whole time? All right, we're going to talk to Howard coming up momentarily. In fact, let's go ahead and get right to it, Austin. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. It makes the magic happen at the Bleacher Report. And we talk to him on Fridays. He, of course, is Howard Beck. Hi, Howard. How are you? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Howard, I know you need tips from us, but I have a radio tip for you. I can't wait. Never put a Tootsie Roll in your mouth right before you're coming back from break. (laughs) I mean, just right as you... He hears the music, Howard, and then goes right for the Tootsie Roll. It's like, what have you been doing for the last several minutes? Just don't do it. Stay away from the granola bars. You know, know, just don't. Pretzels? Can I eat a pretzel? That's probably a bad idea. (laughs) That might be quicker. Uh, Howard, let's start off with the jazz. Um, Any idea how to fix it? Um... No, no. Um, I the only thing I can say is is that well, two things. Um, I think that everything will seem fine again once they just figure out how to play defense at their usual level, because that's where this team's identity has always been, and a lot of time and energy has been spent trying to get the offense to where it needs to be to make them a contender. But uh, they will they will always be a force and and a, and, a, and a threat in the postseason as long as the, the defense is where it should be. And we already know that what they're capable of on that end. So if they get that back under control, then that you know that'll that'll be a lot of it. And then they just got to figure out this rotation and where Mike Conley fits in. Um, that part is obviously a lot trickier, as we saw this week with all the strange stuff play out with, you know, who's who's going to the bench, who's starting, this, that whole saga, uh, a little strange, a little, you know, especially just to see that kind of confusion coming out of there. But uh, you guys had a better view on that than I did uh, from up close. But I, I think that, you know, that's that's where things stand now, obviously. Get the defense going, get that back to where that should be, um, and then it, 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 it really just becomes a matter of, okay, now where does Mike Conley fit in? Two parts to the thing, Howard, as far as the Jazz trying to right the ship as they head toward the end of the season and into the playoffs. And one is, you know, from a physical standpoint, a mental standpoint, being able to go out there and win now, but they also have to prepare for the playoffs. And like you said, Mike Conley has to be a part of that if they are going to reach their 
their fullest potential. And so it's kind of one of those deals. Do you think a team can get hot and get into the playoffs regardless of what, some of these undulations that happen during the regular season? And do you think, I guess attendant with that, is if the Jazz end up in, in the seventh or eighth spot, then they're going to probably go up against the Lakers or the Clippers. And, or, and, uh, who wants to do that? Yeah, no, they certainly don't want to slip. You certainly don't want to be in the seventh or eighth slots in, in the West. And, yeah, I mean, listen, I think anything be below four um, is, is, you know, potentially going to be, be you know, a, a real problem anyway, or below three. I mean, you know, obviously it depends on how this this thing all plays out. You know, the, these teams are still jockeying at, at the top. And, you know, is, are the Clippers going to end up number two or are the Lakers going to hold on to number one? So, I mean, we're, we're, we're speculating quite a bit with a month and a half to go here, seven weeks, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, it's, it, it's going to be tough regardless. So letting yourself uh, get matched up with one of those team, two teams in particular, I, I think, um, is, 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 yeah, that could be fatal. You're now you're talking about potentially out in the first round or, or maybe even likely out in the first round. But I do think that teams that have the requisite talent, teams that have veteran talent that have proven talent and the jazz fall into those categories, can find themselves in the last month of a season and and whatever else happened along the way quickly gets forgotten you know you still end up somewhere in the high 40s or 50 wins and as long as you ended on the right note and you got into the playoffs with with uh, you know everybody in rhythm the chemistry looking good you kind of forget about how you got there and the, the mini dramas along the way. And we've seen that play out many times. So, you know, I, I, I don't think what's happening now is necessarily indicative of, of, you know, concerns that the Jazz should have in mid-April. But, you know, it all depends on what happens in the next six weeks, obviously. Howard, your early reviews on how it's going with the small ball in Houston? I mean, pretty well, clearly. Um They've won five in a row. They've won eight of their last ten. They have their offense has taken another step. And Russell Westbrook is, you know, not that he wasn't always a dangerous weapon, but Westbrook is is now a terror because they don't have a center clogging the middle. They don't have anybody clogging anything. They just have you know Westbrook plus everybody else who's a shooter, and the floor is wide open. And he's free to just attack, and that means that Westbrook is also not taking all the low-percentage shots that he used to take, and including a lot of threes that he's really not, uh, you know, or not advisable shots for him. So it, they've, they've become that much more dangerous, and it's not because they're small; it's because they have they have a, a, a spread-out lineup, and it's enabled them to be a little bit more uh, nimble on the defensive side, too. I don't think they've really seen a major uptick in their defense. Um, at least last I checked, I don't think that there was, there was a, a discernible difference there statistically. But it has made them at least more versatile defensively in theory with you know, five guys who can switch across you know, every position. But I think really it's just the fact that it's spread the floor and given Westbrook uh, more lanes to attack – and this is this is the, the best version of them we've seen since they got Westbrook, and we'll see how far they can take it. Are we about ready to appreciate the Bucks for how good they are, Howard? I don't know. You know, it's funny. Like I think everybody in NBA circles does. I don't know if 
you know, the the you know NBA fans at large or sports fans at large are really appreciating it. Um, I don't know if people are realizing that they, they're on a pace for 70 wins, and that would put them in an incredibly rare air. Um, but I, I think you know part of this is, is just the the burden of being a small market team and and not being a lot of, on a lot of people's radar. Um, you know, if, if you haven't figured out who Giannis is and what makes him spectacular and a lot of fun to watch yet, I, I don't know what to tell you. But um, and maybe you know, maybe the league and the you know national broadcast partners, maybe they haven't done enough to hype him up. I don't know. Um, but they do seem to fly, fly a little below the radar for a team that's on pace for seventy wins. Their margin differential is over twelve points. That that's that's pretty good. Yeah, um, they, you know, like if, if you're just going by obviously the winning percentage, they're spectacular. If you're going by uh, the advanced metrics and net rating and, and all this, they're spectacular. I mean, there's 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 really no way to look at them and not um, view them as as uh, you know an elite team um, and and even historically elite in some regard. So, you know, I, I think the Bucks, the, the the challenge for them, th- this is a team that is dominant defensively. And that can just you know suffocate a team, and then offensively, Giannis is you know the most unique weapon in, in the league. But the question for me has been all along: you know, are they going to have those other dimensions to the offense when they need them in a in a playoff series? And Middleton is is an all star and is is a, a potent scorer and can do a few things on his own. But he's not really a guy that that you know you you're worried about on his own. And so I look at a team like the Celtics where you have Jason Tatum exploding and Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker, if he gets healthy, even Gordon Hayward. Like they've got a bunch of different ways their offense can go. And so there's a, a lot of dynamism there that I, I, with the Bucks, they're so Giannis-centric that I, I, I do wonder a little bit about how that will play out in a postseason series. They should be the team that comes out of the East. But I, you know, I, I believe that the Celtics and even the Raptors have a shot. Um, I don't think this is, is automatic. I noticed you did not include the 76ers in that <laughs> uh, in that comment there, Howard. Where Where is that franchise headed? I mean, are they going to have to make some really difficult decisions if things continue to go as they are? Well, with, when everybody was healthy and they were clearly underachieving at full health, um, you know, there were already a lot of rumblings across the league about, you know, is, is this the final run for this group? Um, you know, what, you know, how far do they have to get for Brett Brown to keep his job? Um, how far do they have to go to decide to keep Simmons and Embiid together? Uh, there are some people in the league who believe, and this again, this is weeks ago before the injuries set in, where some folks were, you know, saying, look, they, they thought this summer would be when they would finally decide to, to break it up. Um, that may be premature. Embiid and Simmons are still very young. There's still room to grow. Uh, but there are some fundamental issues with those two and, and, and trying to get the most out of them simultaneously. And now everything is clouded because of the injuries. So Ben Simmons is out with this back thing that is, is going to be at least a couple of weeks and maybe longer, and now you know, Embiid's shoulder. And so it, it's going to be harder to evaluate. You know, if, if, you, if things sputter and you get to the playoffs and you lose in the first round, but you weren't completely healthy – how do you evaluate it then? It, it, it's not a clean, uh, you know, a, a, a clean, uh, you know, view. And so I think it's going to make it a lot harder to decide where to go from there. 
but they do absolutely seem to be heading toward disappointment. Uh, you know, they're, they're slotted fifth right now. If the playoffs started today, they're on the road playing the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler, <laughs> which I, I, I'm rooting for that scenario. Butler versus the Sixers would be a lot of fun. Um, and the Sixers are terrible on the road. They're 9-21. and 21. Of all the, the presumed contenders of the season, they have the worst road record by far. They've got a road record that's at the Knicks level. Um, that's that's you know, close to like the, the Cleveland Cavaliers level. I mean, that's, that's, that's horrific for a team of their caliber. So uh, the chances of them losing in the first round and there being serious consequences uh, feels significant. Howard, if I told you at this point in the season the Thunder would be a game and a half behind the Rockets and that they'd have a record of 37-22, and 22, what would you have thought? It's exactly what I predicted, Gordon. Really? No. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> See, I have, um, such, I have such respect for Howard. I, he might have done that. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I was able to sell that for like 3.2 <laughs> seconds. Uh, before the season started, you know, there were a lot of people the second that the, the, the trade happened, they are like, oh, Chris Paul's not going to end up there. He'll be re- rerouted somewhere or whatever. Something's going to happen. And anyway, he's not going to want to be there because they're going to be terrible. And all I, was, all I could think was Chris Paul plus Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who I was really high on and, and a lot of people around the league are, um, and Gallinari and Steven Adams, like that's a pretty good foursome to start with. Like I'm not ruling them out. And so I thought they were definitely a possibility to make the playoffs. And that was probably as strong of a, of a prediction as I was willing to make, that they could be in the mix for the eighth seed or maybe seventh, depending on how things went. That they are 15 games over 500 and in the fifth slot and just a you know, game and a half behind Houston uh, is, is way beyond what I, I would have expected. And I think what anybody, probably even the Thunder, would have expected. And huge credit to Chris Paul um, because I think that, that so much of this starts with him, and he's had a phenomenal season. And Shea Gildas-Alexander has taken some leaps. And then credit to Billy Donovan, who I think has done some, some interesting stuff with them, including those three-guard lineups with Dennis Schroeder out there. They're, they're, you know, they don't have a ton of talent beyond the guys I've mentioned, but they're getting the most out of what they have. And they've been a lot of fun. And I, I, that's not a team I want to face in the first round if you're one of those top seeds. Dare I ask, Howard, what you would have thought if I told you that the Grizzlies would be 28-30 and 30 at this point? <laughs> I mean, every, the entire league, everybody had the Grizzlies last in the, in the West. Um, so they, they are wildly exceeding expectations as well. This has been a good year for exceeding expectations, I mean, especially in the West. The Thunder, the Mavericks, the Grizzlies um, are, are all, you know, way better than, than anybody could have anticipated or, or, in, or, or rightfully should have. Um, and then the Grizzlies have cooled off a little bit lately. Um, I don't know that they're going to hang on to that, that eighth spot. I kind of think the Pelicans are going to take the eighth spot. Um, but it, it, it doesn't matter. Memphis is way ahead of schedule. They've got a great uh, core now to build on this young group with John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. and, uh, and Brandon Clark. Like it's, it's a, it, they are, they're ahead of schedule easily and plenty of flexibility to keep building. And if they miss the playoffs, they'll be just fine with that. They're just at the beginning of, of, of this era. Howard, thank you very much as always. Enjoy the hoops this weekend. Appreciate it, guys. You too. Thanks, Howard. Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report, and of course joins us each and every Friday right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I like to see surprises in the NBA uh, because so many times you think you can just slate in where someone's going to be. Now, 
I'm not sure that I uh, or that our listeners would appreciate the fact that they might be surprised with where the Jazz are right now. Yeah, I was going to say there are a lot of uh, overachievers in the West, and there's an underachiever at the moment. Another underachiever, the Blazers. Yes, they've underachieved as well. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Grizzlies, John Morant, I mean, he's kick-started things in a major way down there, and they've got a couple of nice young pieces. Uh, Dallas certainly, I think, is better than uh, most teams thought. I think it's good. It's good to spread it around. I Some people love we, – we've had that discussion before. Do you like to see – dominating teams or do you like to see parody remember pete rozelle in the nfl used to always preach well that was a long time ago have you ever heard of pete I Rozelle? I've, I've heard of him <laughs> it was a long time ago but he wanted to see parody in a league but some people like these dynasties i like to see these dominant teams i i i like seeing everything mixed up because as you know one of the things I just love about sports is the competition. I don't like to see teams get blown out. I don't like to see that kind of imbalance. I call me a, a communist or something. Maybe I don't dare I say socialist. I, I I just like to see that it's spread out a little bit. I don't think anybody's accusing you of being a socialist, there, Gordon. <laughs> Barry Sanders, uh, you know, the whole thing. We'll have to get to that because that's pretty hilarious. It's on the list. It's on the list. We can get to, uh, we can get to more of the list coming up, so uh, stay tuned for that. We'll hit more of Gordon's list. Uh, but, you know, one thing, just a, just a thought on what you were talking about there. I think it's a good sign for the future, a lot of this overachieving, because there's a ton of exciting, exciting young, young players, players in the yeah. NBA, and uh, they're already, you know, having some success, and it, it – it bodes well for the future of the league because there's there's a lot of different exciting types of guys that are that are really really playing well and they're really good. I mean, John Morant is exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. He's a fun basketball player to watch. Shea Gilgis Alexander, you heard Howard talking about him there in Oklahoma City. He has the chance to be just special. I yeah. mean, and and we're seeing Donovan and Rudy, of course, uh, really up close. But there's a lot of dynamic, young, exciting players in the NBA right now. Here, here. All right, joining us uh, in studio, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, and he wants uh, you to be kind of like your young and exciting self <laughs> yeah, again. How about that? Go. Right, you know, get <laughs> yeah. back to uh, get back Turn to the calendar. That's back. right, get back How, to your younger years. Right when uh, you know when you had a little spontaneity yes. in the love life. Yes, erectile dysfunction creeps up on guys all the time, younger guys even, um, and it wreaks havoc on a relationship. I have seen so many guys get ED. And then they do nothing about it. And they kind of let the problem get worse. And I promise you, it does get worse. We have a treatment that will solve that. It opens up and regrows blood vessels. Uh, ED really is a blood flow issue. That's what it is. Um, Medication is a Band-Aid for it. It can increase blood flow temporarily. But it does it in your entire body. So your headaches, your eyes are bloodshot, um, your blood pressure drops, and guys deal with the worst side effects. They want things to work like it used to. I don't know anybody that wants to take the pill. Um, And our treatment is the only thing that addresses the root cause problem of ED. All right. Get back to feeling like you used to. And and honestly, if people are dealing with, uh, you know, or or feel it coming on, I guess I should say, and they're a little bit younger, that's actually the best candidate because you can really restore that function. Yeah, you really can. If you're at 70 or 80 percent or 60 percent of what it used to be, we can very likely get you back to 100% in two to three weeks. And yet, didn't we hear you say, Andrew, that you had a customer, a client, I guess, who was uh, 
who was 102 or yeah, something? Yeah, we, we did. We had, it was interesting. We had a guy in his 20s, and 10 minutes later, we had a guy that was 102. And wow. I thought, that's the spectrum. Yeah. Um, he, the 102-year-old guy, by the way, came in with his wife and amazing very, very interested in keeping things going That's so great for him, <laughs> it gives us all hope doesn't it and for our listeners uh, not only a free consultation talking about that today but also a little something extra yes uh we had a valentine's day special that was very popular a couple weeks ago and then guys that wanted to get in on that uh we're going to run that again if you call us now it's a free assessment free exam a blood flow ultrasound that's with our medical doctor um call us now we'll also give you a special gift it produces instant results in the bedroom hugely popular i've never seen it fail um so yeah call us now it's all free and you can see where you're at 801-901-8000 thank you andrew thank you guys all right we'll have more next 97.5 and 1280 the zone slow mo joe the joe ingles show with dj and pk I'm wondering during streaks like this, does confidence fluctuate to the individual level and then to the collective level as a team? I think it's forgotten that we are all still regular humans. We go through the same stuff other people do. We have good days, we have bad days, on and off court. Guys are going to lose confidence at times. I'm not saying that they're not confident at all to go out there and do their job, but it's going to be on a different level at different times. There is flows that you go through, and from top to bottom, every player needs to pick it up and it's on the players to play better and be locked in and do what we have to do and do our job. Obviously that, at the end of the day, is to win games and not just to play them. Oh, yeah! Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, want to remind you, call Action Plumbing and get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for 33 bucks. Call 801-833-3333 or go to actionplumbing.net. Gordon, uh, let's knock a couple of things off the list, shall we? All right. The bees are extending the protective netting down the baselines at Smith's Ballpark. Uh, terrific idea. Terrific idea. Okay, so- Austin, I saw that you sent out a tweet. You're Mr. Baseball. Do you think it'll bother some people to look through a net? No. And I, I saw that some people were grumpy about this online. How does that make any sort of sense? And one of the things I saw was, you have to look through a net now. Well, do you know where the most expensive seats are in a ballpark? Behind home plate where there's a freaking net in your view. And, Chill it. It really doesn't affect your view that much. Not at all. You, not stop, at all. you stop even noticing it after two minutes. Yes. Yeah. Safety yeah. first, man. When you hear about these kids that are in the stands. and they, it's, Yeah. And I'm also bothered by the people that say people should just pay closer attention. Uh, You're not there yeah. to scout the other team. <laughs> You're there to drink, eat bad food, and, and enjoy yourself. Right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and there's so many distractions, you know. That's the beauty of being at the ballpark. Right. Yeah. It's the experience of being there. I I just wonder sometimes, you know, when people complain about things, it's just like, where's that coming from, really? You know, like people people who complain complain about having to wear a seatbelt, you know, like, you know, it's a seatbelt. It's a good idea. Pretty universally thought of as a good idea. And if it's bothering you, come to one of our remotes, pick up a free jazz seatbelt protector and carry on with your your life. You're going to be fine. Yeah.
Is the coronavirus freaking uh, freaking you out at all? No. Yes. Uh, Austin is though. Yeah. You think it's overblown or what? What, what do you think? Uh, I I do think uh, you know, especially in today's day and age, that uh, media, social media, et cetera, et cetera, have a have a tendency to fan the flames, and so I think people get a little bit. Uh, a little bit too worked up about it. I'm not trying to downplay the seriousness of it, but we don't have hundreds of thousands of cases in this country. So, you know. We know how my luck goes, right, guys? That's <laughs> not why you're so freaked out. Like, if anybody's going to get it. Maybe I don't get it, but I get as close to it as I can. I think you're going to be fine. Are most of the people who get it, do they are they able to overcome it? Uh, Jake was telling me uh, that it's mo- mostly the elderly where it's really, really, uh, really well, bad. I mean, so. uh-oh. So uh, it's got like a it's got like a two. I think it's uh, two and 2%. a half percent um, mm-hmm. mortality rate. Yeah. Uh, and it is the the people who are actually passing away are older and more vulnerable. Have some other ailments too. Oh, the wow. the death rate among kids uh, zero to ten is actually zero. So oh, is it? You know, I'm not. But but here's my worry, because it sounds like it's really you, we can avoid it by doing simple things like what we learn in kindergarten, washing our hands yeah. with soap and water for uh-huh. 20 seconds. Yeah. Today alone, I saw two people go to the bathroom and not wash their hands. Oh, really? Alone today. So that's why I'm afraid. We're, this is society. Since when have we been responsible? Yeah, wash anyway, your hands. Jake, go wash your hands. Yeah, just don't do it in a urinal. Well, <laughs> just ask your daughter. Well, washy you know. hands, washy hands, still brings back bad memories. Would you rather have someone with coronavirus, to steal something from Jake, cough directly in your mouth, or have to wash your daughter's hands after she's just dipped them in a soiled urinal again? I think I'll take choice number two, although I wouldn't Over like Over the it. coronavirus, huh? Yeah, no. Uh, 38% <laughs> of Americans surveyed, Jake, and this is what you were getting at earlier, and I interrupted you said that they wouldn't buy or drink corona beer because of the coronavirus. This see this is so depressing but also just proves to you the strength of branding like how amazing branding really is that uh, a disease could just happen to have the same name as your uh, as your company and it's going to have a significant effect that just that is remarkable to me. But I I can't believe that number is that high. 38% think that, that Corona beer and the coronavirus are connected in some way, shape, or form. It's nearly four out of ten people. Because so, so, okay, so let me ask you this. Th- that's insane. Yeah. So where is Corona beer made in it's Mexico, a, It's right? a Mexican lager, yeah. Okay. So it's not made in China. No. If you were getting goods from China, would you be hesitant? Like if you had a piece of candy or something that was from China, would you be hesitant to eat it? Probably not. But but in this case of this particular story, one is a crafted malt beverage and the other is a disease. <laughs> they're not related. They're, they're two entirely... You got to watch out for that Nike cough, Jake. Entirely different things. <laughs> I can... Come up right through the sh- the, the foot bone. Through <laughs> the what bone? The the, the foot bone. I was going to say. Yeah, the shoe. actually, yeah. How new are your shoes, Gordon? <laughs> when did you get those? Uh, I got them for Christmas. I don't think they say made in America well, either. Oh, those were made in China for sure. I mean, there's a hundred percent chance of that. But when is the question? I don't know. Your beloved <laughs> shoes may be uh, giving you the you're, coronavirus. You're patient I zero. Hope not. Certainly hope not. 
Uh, did you hear about the Cincinnati man who drank a beer-only diet every day for Lent last year? Well, he's at it again, and he's gone for 50 days this time. That's pretty amazing. Only beer? Only beer. So beer really, if you look at it from a, like a chemical makeup standpoint, it really is like liquid bread. Oh, is it now? It is. So okay. this guy is, is basically surviving on liquid bread for 50 days. Did you hear about uh, this female high school wrestler in North Carolina? I heard of Hanson Scotty talking about it, but I saw it earlier in the day. Her name is Heaven Fitch. Heaven Fitch. High school wrestler in North Carolina won her weight division to t- take the state title against the boys. 106 pounds weight class. Congratulations. Never been done before. She did it. What do you mean never been done before? No, a 106 no, pound no, wrestler? No girl has ever won a state title. And her name's Heaven. Heaven Fitch. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, um, what's what, that? Her name? Know, you don't like name, her name? Heaven? Is it's her not, brother named Hell? You know what you're thinking. I, I, I didn't. Uh, good I for didn't her. I, I don't know. Sure. Great. You think she, if she marries someone named Hell and then they call up their friend to help them move, they're like, hey, we got to move Heaven and Hell. <laughs> You don't like the name Heaven? Not really, no. Do you? I don't know. I've never heard of it before as a name. That's not an answer. Well, anything goes these days. Does it? Yeah. What about anything? Well, not, not anything. What if your name was literally anything? Like that was your name, the word anything. Didn't they make a movie about that guy uh, whose his name was Adolf or something, and he was taking a lot of heat because of the whole Hitler connection thing? I think we that was I a think leap. We, I think we knew the connection. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could have been Adolf Kors, couldn't it? Adolf Rupp? No, not about him. <laughs> I think the guy's name was Adolf Hitler. That was his. That was his actual name. Marquette's Marcus Howard says he purposely missed a free throw in a game so he could break the school's scoring record on a shot from the floor. So he missed on purpose. What do you make of that, Jake? So he could break it with a jumper? Mm-hmm. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Aren't you going to ask what the score was? I don't care, really. Well, that would have some... If it were a one-point game, wouldn't that bother you? Yeah, he's breaking the record. Let him do it however he wants. <laughs> okay. Well... He's obviously doing most of the work on that team, so... He, <laughs> why would anybody possibly care about this? Thank you. Marquette won the game by, it was over Loyola or whatever, and they won by like 30 points or something. So it, it didn't really come into come into play. But I altering what you do on the floor for your own glorification, that, I mean, shouldn't you just go with the flow? I don't know. Didn't, uh, didn't Tom Chambers miss a shot on John Stockton's potential uh, assist? Uh, to pass Magic Johnson, didn't Tom Chambers miss a <laughs> shot, and then uh, Malone made it uh, like the next possession to break the record? Like, didn't it feel more appropriate that the assist went to Malone as opposed to Tom Chambers? Hmm. I guess the only time this has really ever bothered me is when Brett Favre gave up the sack intentionally to Michael Strahan. Uh, that was pretty hollow. What do you make of the career Michael Strahan has made for himself after football? He's got a hell of an agent. Is he the he's the new uh, Regis, right? And among yeah. several yeah, others, he has like twelve jobs. Yeah. yeah, he's like the Ryan Seacrest of former athletes. He's on every show. Well, I don't know. Good gig if you can get it, I guess. 
I don't really watch his shows. He's even got like a hard-hitting news magazine show. He does not. I'm not kidding. No. Like like Dateline style Stop stuff. Stop it. I'm serious. Michael Strahan? Well, what's yeah. the key to his success? Is A it good person? agent. Is he? Is, does he have a charming personality? Does he have credibility? Does he? What does he have? What does he have that you don't? Uh, good looks. <laughs> you know, a he professional does, sports no, career. I was going to say he you're, does you're have the notoriety of being an NFL man. player. He's on which in New York? Which pregame is he on? Isn't he on? Because he he crosses networks, right? Isn't Regis and Kathy Lee on ABC or something? And his NFL is on Fox. Let's know. see. Strahan is currently associated with Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki. Good Morning America, The Morning Show, Fox NFL Sunday, Pyramid, Thursday Night Football, Pros versus Joes, The $100,000 Pyramid, Fox NFL Pregame, The OT, and New Year's Eve Celebrations, among other shows. Yeah, he's on Fox he's on, and CBS. He's whatever. got more stuff than that? Hmm. Yeah, he's on, uh, what's that show that he's doing right now? A news show. I can't remember the name of it, but anyway. Wow. Jake, would you want to do all that if you could? Would you? Would you? Doesn't that sound like a fairly busy life? Yeah, but I'm sure he's a gazillionaire. <laughs> he uh, he had someone married live on his show today. Did he now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Fayetteville couple tied the knot during Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki show today. And let, let's be honest is he is he doing any work or is he just standing up there and reading the darn teleprompter? Oh, no, let's work. Everybody always says that. They say talking head, whatever. I, I've been around those guys. It takes talent to do that, especially to, with to the, read. Well, yeah, to do it in a way that is uh, consumable by the viewer. So reading without sounding like you're reading. No, well, let me say it this way, because you're good at that too, Jake. But there's a lot of. There, I, have you ever been in like a newsroom before the show starts, before the newscast starts? I mean, people think everyone's all prim and proper and ready to go long in advance and whatnot. That's total chaos in there. And then the light goes on, and everybody's just boom, right at it. It's, that, takes, uh, that takes skill. Did you see the movie Broadcast News? No. Did you see that one, Austin? No, never heard of it. This has been a pretty random segment. The, the Brooks- what, what story in the list are we on now? Uh, we're, getting, we're at the end, pretty much. What was? How did Strahan come up? How are we talking about this? What are we doing? I don't know. Austin brought up Strahan. <laughs> no, did I really? Yeah. I don't think so. All right. Here's the last oh, thing. Oh, it was the Brett Favre thing. You're right. Here's, yeah. here's the last thing on the list. What if your birthday is on February 29th? Uh, what What do you do? Would you Would you opt for February 28th? Or would you go with March 1st in all the other years that it's not leap year? The day you celebrate your birthday matters more to you than any person don't I've met don't on, don't a, a, in on my that. entire Com- life. Comment. How about, how about this, this? This is the problem, Jake. I, uh, focus. Focus on I what would, I'm bringing up. On the issue itself. I would celebrate me. my birthday on the nearest Saturday that was convenient <laughs> to celebrate it on. <laughs> Austin, what would you do? Uh, Jake's not playing ball. But I'm, I'm with Jake on this one. I think Sunday afternoons were made for things you don't want to do. So you just throw it all on Sunday afternoon. Celebrate? You don't want to celebrate your birthday? No. You don't want to celebrate other people's birthdays? I, I would love to celebrate their birthday. And love has an asterisk by ask me off air. But I don't want to celebrate my birthday. Why not? Because why? 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 Because people want to celebrate your life. I celebrate every day. 
I know, but people, you want, it's not for necessarily for you, it's for your loved ones. Yeah, it's my birthday. <laughs> my birthday, it. my rules. <laughs> okay. All right, I just, I, I think that's interesting, being born on the 29th of February. I mean, happens once every four years. I, it would be kind of cool if that was your birthday, to claim that. Uh, I'm just, you know what I'm thinking about? It, it'd be, you know, you'd win a party argument. Isn't it? Uh, isn't it Modern Family where Cam has his birthday on the leap day or whatever, and he acts like he's seven instead of forty or whatever the yeah, case may uh-huh. be? Yeah, and everybody has a, a seven-year-old themed party, right? Like with the the children games and things like that. And the yeah. theme of the episode is basically how obnoxious that that really is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, final question. Okay. If you were uh, about, let's say you were a professional athlete, but not necessarily. Uh, I mean, let's say you just. Getting to the point where you're going to retire. Okay. What would you do? What would you most like to do thereafter? Would you travel or would you get another job? Would you volunteer? What would you, asking for a friend, what, what, what would you do? Are you like making some sort of announcement no, here? Is no. this, this is that what's, what's happening at 445 on a Friday? No, not at all. But what would you do? Uh, let's see. Like Michael Strahan, he's doing a thousand TV shows and probably making more than he was when he was playing football. I would probably... Would you want to make money or would you just say, okay, do I have enough money? is enough? You got some. You got, you got enough to be comfortable. I'd, I'd consider, I'd continue my pursuit for the location of the world's finest Mai Tai. <laughs> Are you already underway? I would, I would search high and I would search low. I would I would search as many possible places as I could. What's there the, there would be no location too tropical that I would not search for the world's most perfect mai tai. What what's in a mai tai? Rum. You really like rum? Ah, my I'm just I just picked a tropical drink because it would be fun to search in places where mai tais are popular. Keep up. Isn't rum really sweet? Uh, no, but a lot of rum drink. Well, yeah, rum's fairly sweet, but a lot of rum drinks are sweet. Oh, don't you never, add never, rum never to a lot it. of stuff? It's you don't you rarely just drink rum, right? Like rum straight? Yeah, no, not usually. Yeah, like mm-hmm. rum and coke, isn't that? Yeah, yeah what, what is rum made? Is it from sugar cane? I don't know. It's that's essentially liquefied sure. bread. I hear I that's know. beer. <laughs> oh, by the way, Strahan makes seventeen million a year on just Good Morning America. Is that right? Yep. Wow. So, so you, I might do so, that. So you're going to double that, probably, with all his endeavors? Well, yeah, maybe. And, I mean, after Matt Lauer blew it so badly, they had to pay somebody. Wasn't that guy making like $30 million a year or something to ludicrous? Do, to do literally nothing. Yeah. He was talking to people on, on, on camera. Hmm. <laughs> yep. See, here's the problem. Everybody, he was talking to them to other places, too. That was the issue. Yeah. No it, everybody thinks everything is easier than it is. You know, they think it's easy. How hard could it be to be do what Michael Strahan does? Well, it's it's not as easy as you I think. Know. Writing a column in the Salt Lake Tribune. I was going to say, it sounds like someone who gets this a lot from people. <laughs> Boy, I'd like to have your job. Wait a minute. You get it too, Jake. But what you we talk do, about sports for a living I, and, and it, about Michael Strahan and about, you know, 38% People of Americans surveyed who th- th- won't drink Corona beer. People named Adolf? <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest day ever.
Oh, man. Yeah. It's okay. a list day, man. It's what Friday. What if your birthday was on February 29th? What, well, it's, it's a legitimate question. What if you got married on the 29th? What would you do? Only celebrated once every four years. You're <laughs> off the hook, man. If you're on to something there, huh? Or do you have to have a, a, a celebration worthy of four years built up? So like every anniversary, you only celebrate every four years, but you make up for it over the three you missed. So like every four years, you're going to some exotic $5,000 a day vacation. It sounds pretty good. Coming up next. See, I could do this. We have the Not Sports Report. Uh, <laughs> top of the five o'clock hour. We're That's going not that to hard. listen to some very intriguing co- uh, comments from Boyan Bogdanovich today at Shoot Around. As of the Jazz in action tonight, taking on the Washington Wizards. Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Spring football starting Monday. Ah. The biggest storyline for Utah football day one Monday and BYU football is blank. Biggest storyline. I always lean to quarterbacks. I really do. I mean, they had a senior quarterback, that being Utah. Now here they are. So I think that's going to be a big part of it. Utah with a lot of guys that are moving on. There's going to be question marks and people are curious to see who's going to elevate and put themselves in a position to then produce when it comes time for fall. And BYU, I want to know at some point do they have a running back that could be that feature back? I like Devontae Henry Cole a lot. So when I saw that he's going to BYU, I thought that's a great get for them. Curious to see how he hits the ground running day one. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordo, where are we going today? Going to Florida. So a man takes his uh, Jeep into the shop uh, for his engine service light came on. So he takes it in to the shop, and they're working on it. And they're working on it. And they're working on it. And it's taking weeks. And the man's wondering what's going on with his car. And they just strung him along. And then he started getting, like, parking tickets for illegal parking at, uh, where was it, Daytona Beach? When he didn't, was not in possession when of the car. When he was not in possession of the car. Okay. It was being fixed. And so automatically he's suspicious about this. And so he he goes in and he questions the folks. And when they deliver his car to him, it's got sand (laughs) in the back of the car. Okay. And not only did it have sand in the back of the car, it had, did it have a female, uh, a, a bikini bottom in there? It was not a bikini bottom, no. It was a thong? It was. 
underwear. It was not a bikini. Oh, okay. It was not a swimsuit. It was an <laughs> undergarment. So somebody had been using his car as sort of a private vehicle while it was supposed to be being serviced. Hmm. And now he's complaining. He was on the news, and he was complaining, and he wants these folks to lose their jobs. Hmm. He wants somebody held accountable. Yes. Huh? All right. I hope did that's you, all that was happening in that car. Did you Did you ever wonder that? Did you ever think? Uh, I will now. <laughs> if, if people are going joyriding. Yeah. Well, in the, in the cars that Austin and I drive, and I know this guy's wasn't a nice car per se, but I'd say the, the likelihood is low. Now, you, however... Uh, if I were you, I'd be worried every time my valet parked my car, which I'm assuming for you as often, I would be I would be concerned each and every time because you know that that car is disappearing into the garage, but it's coming out the back exit, and they're they're headed for the hills. Should I really worry about that? I would. Yes, because I valet parked last week. Shocking. No. Yeah, I mean, was it a church? No. So so I shouldn't do that. No, you 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 should. I'm just saying they're they're probably taking your car. Yeah, joyriding. Right. I would never valet. Not with that car. Not a chance. Well, you're letting strangers drive and park your car. Yeah, I have done. Can I drive it through the years? Yeah, I can drive it. In fact, Austin, if uh, does the play yeah, on I Saturday? Think so. Does the play on Saturday have valet parking? Because if it doesn't, I'd, I'd say the likelihood of, uh, of our yeah, it's boy got Gordon, valet parking. Gordon I'll take care of it. Showing for up is is probably not. Can you imagine that? You go up, you drive up, even for a valet parking uh, situation, you go in to eat for three hours, and you come back and there's sand in the back of your car <laughs> and ladies' underwear. <laughs> what? You you honestly should get a dash cam. I really think you should. Where are you eating for three hours? Uh, I was when I met up with my buddies. From... Well, you know, eight courses. Ah. You, <laughs> no. You're going to have to wait for the cow to be raised. We were in there. We met up at 7 and we left at 11. I hadn't seen my friends in in a long, long time. Well, we had a lot of catching up to do. Well, and it was wonderful. It was a terrific, terrific experience. Well, I'll tell you this. Your car went to Nevada and back, I'm sure. Well, the valet guy did How much leave. do you tip after a four-hour table he, he, he Well, see, here's the thing. Well, he, if you're Tony. We, we closed the place down. A dollar an hour. We closed the place down, so the valet guy had already left. <laughs> he left the key with the manager of the restaurant, so there was no one to tip. And you had to get your own car? Well, it was right next to the front door. What is this world coming to? It was right there. Of course it's right there, because they always park those cars right by the front door. Oh, come on. Have you never valet parked? I've valet parked before. Yeah, see? What do you mean? No. Yeah, see. <laughs> What's your only, point? I'm not the only one doing it. No, but you do it a lot. Uh, I, not this that is, much. I swear, this is a true story. I went to a party locally here. That was a valet park party because the guy's house was in a place where it's not easy to park. Mm -hmm. And the valet, we were in line to get the car uh, parked, and he came up to our car and said, oh, you can just park it right here. Because my car, it was like a 1991 Honda. <laughs> well, Everyone else was in nice things. And I know, but saying you can park it right here, then that's a good thing, right? No, it was because he was like, I'm not wasting my time with you. I know I'm not getting a good tip uh, from the 91 Honda, but the, uh, I don't know. The Porsche 911. I, I think you guys owe all. It's of, pronounced Porsche. My bad. It's yeah. Porsche. It's it's it's, it's a actually, German it's name. It's Porsche. Porsche. That's it's, how you say it. No, it's it's Porsche. How I want to pronounce it, I can't say. <laughs> I I talked to a guy who owned a Porsche once, and he told me it was Porsche. Well, he's wrong. It's Porsche.
Uh, I don't want to get into it with you. But yeah, you fact, do. You can't let it go. I think you guys owe all valet parkers out there attendance an apology. For what? Because not having real jobs? No. <laughs> They're being responsible, and you're, you're, you're casting them in this light that is uh, not trustable. They not are trustworthy. They are furthering the worst of our society's habits, in my opinion. Hey, Park your you... own stuff. <laughs> Walk. <laughs> man, he is an angry young man. You voting for Bernie? At this point. <laughs> All right. We never did get to the Bernie Sanders story, did we? Well, we can maybe get to that in the 5 o'clock Oh, Oh, Bernie Sanders. I thought you meant Barry. My bad. Well, interesting you say that, because Garth Brooks got himself mixed up. He did, and there's a lot of people out there who get upset over things they shouldn't. All right, joining us now in studio, he's our friend Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And, you know, people should do something about it if they have uh, ED. Yes, they should. If you have ED, it's better to act sooner rather than later. Wasatch Medical has a new treatment, the most advanced form of wave therapy. Um, There's two different kinds of technology that are used for acoustic wave. And I think we're the only ones in the country that have both. That means that we can deliver really good and affordable results, quick results to guys that are struggling with ED. This technology basically opens up the blood vessels in this part of the body. Um, It's placed on top of the skin. It's not invasive. Typically with a few short treatments, call it eight to 10 minutes, over two to three weeks, we can restore the normal function. So if you're a 50-year-old guy listening, maybe that's function like when you were in your 30s. I I hear and see that all the time in the clinic. Um, It's the only thing that treats the root cause of the problem. No more pills and no more of the side effects. Well, think about it this way. If you get called today, get in to see the the doctor, and we'll talk about the free consultation. But you could be back to normal by NCAA tournament time. You could, yeah. Just kind of put that on the calendar. I mean, middle of March, you could be done with these treatments, for sure feeling the effects, and probably have eliminated the pills. Guys are so hesitant to get this taken care of. Uh, and wait years. I mean, years sometimes. And think about that. If you're out there listening and you have ED, two to three weeks from now, you could be done. And the consultation, you'll do it for our listeners free, plus a, kind of a, a nice uh, bonus. Yes, this was a Valentine's Day special we ran. We're bringing it back today. Uh, call us now. We'll do the initial assessment, exam, blood flow ultrasound with the doctor. You'll be able to hear your blood flow. Um, we'll see if that really is the problem, by the way. That is not the problem for everybody, but we'll we'll test you to make sure it is. That's free. We'll also give you um, a gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. I've never seen it fail. Uh, all free. Call us now. Do you have valet parking? We can arrange that. <laughs> 801-901-8000-801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll let you hear some comments from Boyan Bogdanovich from Shoot Around today. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.